0: Let's go places.
4: listening to fox sports radio
3: Radio. Radio. what a title are you ready
4: prince of darkness the prince of darkness (laughs) the prince of darkness is in the house never heard of jonas knox the
2: story is jonas
5: knox (laughs) 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 yeah chief this will be good
4: like i said jonas knox is coming through your speakers like a right cross from a boxer that you've never heard of What's going on here? And now, live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, here's Jonas Knox.
5: You're really going through with this, huh, Chief?
2: So there's a reason why sometimes you just can't have nice things. There's an example of this in the NFL. We will get into all of that for you coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are, making us a part of your Saturday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We are going to take you all the way up until noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific, right here on FSR. Welcome in. It is a fun weekend here. Now, there's a lot of people out there that are going to try and uh, spin this whole, well, it's a slow time of the year. Uh, It's it's July. Uh, There's no sports going on. There is. You got to dig a little bit deeper, but there are conversations that need to be had, like the one we're going to start with right now. There's a reason why certain people can't have nice things. And if you were one of these people, and maybe you didn't even know you were one of these people, this has probably happened to you at some point in your life. You ever gotten something nice? Like something so nice, you probably shouldn't have it or deserve it. And almost immediately... You screwed it up. You, you, you figured out a way to screw it up. Here's an example. Because I'm not trying to make anybody be insecure about this. Here's an example. Not even that long ago, we're talking within the past three, four years, as a gift, because I would never spend this on myself, as a gift, somebody got me a really nice pair of shoes, And I'm not going to tell you what brand it is or or anything like that or what model because, you know, they're not a sponsor on this show. And if you're not a sponsor, we're not going to give you free plugs here on Fox Sports Radio, especially in the powerhouse and the power alleys that are the weekends and Saturdays here in July. But I got a nice pair of shoes. They're like walking on pillows. I mean, the the nicest pair of shoes I've ever been given as a gift ever. Ever. I would never purchase these. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to wear these. And I remember where I was. I was filling in on Fox Sports Radio. I was filling in on a weeknight. And I wore these nice, comfortable shoes. But the problem was they were a lighter color shoe, like a light gray slash white shoe. And I thought, you know what? I'm an adult. I can figure this out. I'm walking with these things. They feel great. It's like, it's like walking on a cloud. You, remember, you ever flown before and you see like a cloud layer out the window and you go, my God, that looks comfortable. It was like walking on those. And I'm strolling in through the parking structure. I remember I'm going to get into the elevator to go down the next level because I'm parking on the second floor to go into Fox Sports Radio and fill in on this show. And, of course, I spill coffee ...on these brand new comfortable pair of shoes. To this day... ...there is a coffee stain... ...on this brand new comfortable... ...pair of shoes that I have... ...that are no longer brand new... ...that have been forever destroyed... ...all because I can't have nice things. I can't. It was a lesson learned. That's why... ...you don't buy those. That's why you don't deserve to have those. This has happened in the NFL... And it's maybe the most hilarious part of the Cleveland Browns quarterback saga. I want you to just think about this. The Cleveland Browns, an organization that was a full-blown laughingstock for years. For years. So much so, and we've talked about this before, that the Cleveland Browns had a promotion in which... When they finally did win a game, bud light fridges around the country would automatically open up and fans were being given free bud lights in certain parts of the country. That's how, that's how much of an embarrassment the Cleveland Browns were. They finally draft a quote-unquote franchise quarterback. Number one overall, he gives them their first win in like two years, He gets them to the playoffs. They win a playoff game at Heinz Field. They're on the verge of winning a second playoff game at Kansas City against the eventual AFC champion, Kansas City Chiefs. And in less than two years, they had to pay somebody $10 million just to take him. (laughs) it's great it's the most hilarious part of this whole thing and if you talk to Browns fans like well you know we needed to close that chapter on Baker Mayfield you did okay that's why you can't have nice things and here's here's maybe even the best part of it well they upgraded at quarterback dude you paid somebody 10 plus million dollars To take the quarterback who completely turned around the franchise and the quarterback you're bringing in, best case. Best case scenario is gone for probably 40% of the season. And that's best case scenario. Exhibit A of why some people can't have nice things. And the Cleveland Browns are exhibit A of that. And you can look at this and go, well, you know, we understand Deshaun Watson's going to be suspended, you know, for a certain amount of games this year. And we understand that Deshaun Watson is going to be uh, not a member of the Cleveland Browns for a certain part of the games this year. But he's so much better than Baker Mayfield and Baker Mayfield through all these interceptions and ba- you're the Browns. Like, uh, uh, have we lost sight of all this? You finally figured it out. You finally got a guy. And we can have the discussion and say, well, he doesn't deserve to be paid. Okay, fine. If you want to have the Dak Prescott discussion all over again, go for it. But you finally landed a quarterback. And you went from, we're talking $30-plus million a year to, we had to give somebody money just to take him. And the only reason the deal got done, and if you're a Browns fan, you should be kissing Baker Mayfield's ass. You should be thanking him. Because the only reason this deal got done is because Baker Mayfield told the Carolina Panthers and the Browns, "All right, fine. Cleveland, you're going to give up 10 plus million dollars. Carolina, you're going to give up four and change. You know what I'm willing to do? Let me take the other 3 plus million dollars that I'm owed because you guys gave me the fifth-year option." All right, let me go ahead and let me convert those into incentives so that way it makes this more doable and we can all just move on and close the chapter here. Like, if not for him, this doesn't get done. And so I'm sitting back just looking, at it and, I, and I think we get so caught up in the weeds that we don't actually take a step back and look at the hilarity of the whole situation. I, like, you were just... In the playoffs, you just won a playoff game. That wasn't that long ago. And you can have the argument that Baker Mayfield stunk his final year in Cleveland. That's fine. And all that is fair. He was also injured. And it wasn't like Cleveland was an awful team. They were still knocking on the door. They were still competitive. But now we got to move on. Deshaun Watson's final year in Houston, they were four and twelve. Like, what I mean? Like, you just sometimes you got to take a step back. And when you take a step back and look at this entire situation, because it has been dragging on for months and months and months and months. And listen, I'm like you. I got Deshaun Watson suspension fatigue at this point. Somebody just figure out a number of games and let's move on. If it's going to be a year, it'll be a year. If it's four games, six games, eight games, whatever. NFL, deal with the backlash. Make a damn decision so we can all move on with our lives. I mean, this is worse. We mentioned the Dak Prescott conversation. This is worse than Dak Prescott's contract extension, which I'll say this. I'm not one of these ungrateful sports talk radio hosts who's going to sit there and and complain about topics in the middle of July because I have no creative bone in my body. Hey, that that, uh, uh, Dak Prescott contract extension, that got us through a pandemic, man. All right, so we can sit here, and we can be ungrateful all we want, or we can appreciate the content we were provided during a really dark time in this country and in this industry. And Dak Prescott's contract extension got us through. So, listen, I have got Deshaun Watson suspension fatigue just like you do. I'm over it. Figure it out, and let's move on with our lives. But sometimes you just have to take a break and take a step back and look at this situation in totality and it's Exhibit A, B, C, and Z why the Cleveland Browns can't have nice things. This is why. Brand new pair of shoes. Just got them as a gift. Walking in to do radio within minutes. Figure out a way to ruin them forever. Cleveland Browns, brand new organization, feel to the organization, got everything going for him, winning a playoff game, got talent, got a quarterback, he's got an edge to him, kind of turns the ball over a little bit, but you know what? Wins a playoff game, gutty performer, number one overall pick, and you figured out a way. To have to pay somebody ten plus million dollars to take him. The whole thing's hilarious. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, we're going to take you all the way up until noon Eastern time, nine AM Pacific. We have got the usuals coming up later on. Another edition of Do You Care? We've got the scraps. All of it. A two-hour extravaganza here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming up next, there is a uh, a topic. That is, that is happening right now. And uh, the clowns are out. It's turned into a circus. And because of it, it has pushed a lot of people away, including myself. We'll get into that for you. It's a football topic right here on FSR.
3: I love Knox.
4: I really do. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things Hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To so make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live wherever you get your podcast from.
1: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
2: By the way, I think Tool was the last concert I went to. Not, not, now that I'm thinking about it. Damn, that seems like a long time ago. That was uh that was before the pandemic at Staples Center. I went to a uh That's a cool. t- yeah, I went to a Tool concert because uh, I'd never seen them before. They're fantastic live, by the way. And uh, oh, yeah. I just I just remember sitting there in the crowd and and admiring how, uh, who's, who's the, uh, the, uh, the, the singer who's got, uh, Maynard James Keenan? N- no, 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 not him, No, the, it's the, uh, the female singer. She's got a banner at Staples Center. It's like the ongoing joke... Uh, where she's got, a, uh, she's got a banner at uh, at Staples Center, but the L.A. Clippers don't. like, uh, And it's not – yeah, Taylor Swift. Uh, and I just remember sitting there going, I'm at a Tool concert. There's a bunch of hippies smoking weed around me. Everybody's got on a black T-shirt. I think I intentionally wore a white V-neck because it just irritated me knowing everybody was going to have a black T-shirt on. And I just remember sitting there watching this with everybody uh, smoking a left handed cigarette uh, and, and and the place is filled with marijuana smoke, and just thinking, "Man, this is great and three months later the uh, the pandemic hit, and everything got <laughs> shut down. I don't know why. It just made me think of that. So there it is. Uh, it is uh, Jonas Knox here Fox Sports Radio. By the way, get me on Twitter, at Knox at Knox on Twitter. Uh, it up in about 10 minutes from now, uh, if you want to see a tale of two franchises, a tale of two organizations that is happening right now in the world of sports, feast your eyes on it. We will have that discussion, because one team decided to go one way, the other decided to go another, and it's playing out before our very eyes, so we'll get into that. Um, I, I, I do think that the... The college football stuff that's going on, the realignment, all that is is interesting and it's fascinating. And I do think it's going to have a big impact on the sport. Uh, The clowns are out, though. That's the problem. Uh, The circus is in town. It's already starting to happen. Listen, there's a reason why professional comedians are professional comedians. right. There's a reason why they do it and we don't. Because they're funny and most of us aren't, yourself included. Yet you go on Twitter. And you see uh, the, the same tired jokes every time there's a sports conversation that comes up. Uh, you see the same lame jokes and people, are, you know, it's like one of those things to where, you know, they sent a tweet and they keep going back later on to see how many people like it. And it just irritates me. So now the same jokes are, well, which uh, teams are leaving which conference and who's going to join up with who and who's going to pair up and what's this super? And I'm just seeing it over and over now. And it's made me get fatigued with the whole conversation entirely. The whole, the whole thing is giving me fatigue. Here's the reality of where college football is at, right? This is what's happening. The powerhouse schools and the powerhouse universities have realized their power. And college football as a sport has realized its impact. Here's something that the ball-washing NBA media doesn't want you to know or hear. Here's something that the fanboys who claim to be objective but continue to try and push the same lame, uninteresting storylines in the NBA to try and get you really excited about their product, here's something they don't want to acknowledge. They've been surpassed. And it's happened and it's been going on for years now by college football as the second most popular sport in this country. That's a fact. You can live in an NBA hotbed and you can say, well, that, uh, we totally disagree. You can be in the Northeast and say, well, we totally disagree. We love our NBA here, whether it's the Knicks, the Celtics, the Nets, the Sixers. We love our NBA. Good for you. That's a small part of the country. In the South, what do you think they like more, college football or the NBA? In the Midwest, what do you think they like more, college football or the NBA? Go through every region of the country. Go through the big states in this country, Texas, California, you name it, Florida. What do you think they prefer, college football over the NBA? And I think college football has figured that out. And they looked around and you've got these powerhouse schools and these powerhouse programs that have looked around and realized, why can't we get a little bit bigger piece of the pie? And these conferences have identified it. And these conferences have seen what has happened. And now you've got schools within conferences that have distanced themselves. UCLA and USC are leaving the Pac-12 and more teams may follow. Whether it's Arizona State, Arizona, Colorado, Utah's been rumored, Oregon, Washington, they're trying to figure it out. But you've got the big programs leaving conferences. Because UCLA and USC, and I don't blame them, looked at the Pac-12 and said, we are way behind everybody else. Way behind. And... We mentioned the pandemic and and COVID and all that stuff in 2020 and what a nightmare year it was. Man, I can remember being on the air. Bucky Brooks and I did a show together here at Fox Sports Radio for a couple of years and I remember being on the air with Bucky and we were talking about, you know, is college football going to come back? Because remember, that was when, you know, uh, nobody wanted to play college football. People were scared. But you had certain conferences like the ACC and the, and the SEC that were like, no, 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 we can figure this out. The Big 12 was trying to figure it out. But the Pac-12 was like, ah, we're, we're not quite sure. You know, for, for the safety of everyone, you know, maybe we shouldn't play. And I remember having a conversation with Bucky on the air, and he says, I'm telling you this right now. I played in the South. I grew up in the South. Not only is there going to be a season, there's going to be fans in attendance. Nobody else was saying that. And sure as S, what happened? College football kicks off. You're watching an SEC game. Hey, socially distanced, but looks to be about 20,000 people at that game. They just figured it out. The Pac-12, not quite sure. Not, not really sure what we want to do. They were lagging way behind everybody else. They had no plan. And so now you're seeing uh, college football conferences come up with these strategies. You're seeing uh, the SEC potentially is going to be landing a couple of ACC teams. Now, it's going to cost ACC teams like $500 million if they want to disband from the ACC and go to the SEC. So I'm not sure how that's going to get worked out. But you see Texas and Oklahoma go. And then Texas and Oklahoma leave and UCLA and USC are like, well, uh, I mean, have you seen our conference? Why the hell should we stay? Let's go to the Big Ten. We'll get smacked around the first couple of years because, you know, we don't have the line play that the Big Ten does. But why don't we go? And it's just follow the leader. Because they've realized why, why if we have this much power, should we wait around for them to figure out what they're doing Let's go and get ours now. And I don't fault them for it. And if you're the Pac-12, you got nobody to blame but yourself. You know what's funny about the Pac-12? It's, it's like being in that bad relationship where the person you're with all of a sudden starts to appreciate you when, when you're getting ready to break up. Now the flowers come. now the nice things come. Now the pleasantries, the nice dinners. Hey, wait, can, when can we hang out? When can we do this? Like all of a sudden, once they realize they're losing control, now the plan starts to come in place. Now, oh no, no, no I'm, I'm serious about this now. All of a sudden, you got the Pac-12 making all these plans. Oh, we're, we're negotiating a new, uh, a, a new TV deal. Uh, we're negotiating this. Uh, hey, ACC, why don't we come up with a partnership and you can air our games on the ACC network. And we'll, fr- Dude, you had years to figure this out. You had years to figure this out. The problem for the Pac-12, their schools realized their power way before they did. And so now you've got other schools inside the conference going, well, what are we supposed to do? I mean, if you're Oregon and Washington, what do you like? You're looking around going, we're kind of the big dogs left in this whole thing. What are we supposed to do? And so as you watch college football and the landscape change, and you see all the, understand this. These conferences, these schools realized way before a lot of people, hey, we got, it, we got power here. We're going to take advantage of it. You can be a traditionalist like me. Listen, the initial thought of UCLA, USC going to the Big Ten, I wasn't a fan of because I'm thinking, man, I grew up on the Pac-10, the Pac-12. I don't want to see all this change. It took me like two, three years. I don't even know if I'm over the fact that Nebraska is in the Big Ten. I always just assumed Nebraska was going to stay in the Big Eight or Big 12 forever. It's taken me a while to get used to that. Maryland in the Big Ten. That doesn't feel right to me. But it's here. It's here. And it's the way this thing is going to go. But just stay off. Be careful what you read. Because there's a lot of bogus reports out there. There's a lot of bad comedians. They're gonna f- they're gonna fill you up with bad information. Take it with a grain of salt. Look, investigate a little bit deeper. Because if you believe some of the reports on Twitter, everybody's leaving for one conference. Not quite yet. Enjoy it while you got it. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox at the Jonas Knox on Twitter, uh, and you can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next, there is a tale of two organizations. It is playing out before your very eyes and ears we will get into that for you here on fsr but for all the latest from around the world of sports ladies and gentlemen this is a man that is sports talk radio royalty through and through this is a man that sits high atop the mountain of sports talk he's got the voice of an angel he calls football he calls basketball, and every single Saturday, twice an hour, he graces you with his presence. I present to you Sir Isaac Lohengron.
3: Oh, yes!
4: Yes! Yes!
5: Do you believe in time travel, Jonas?
2: Um, I don't know. It depends on how many drugs you do.
5: All right, well, keep that in mind as I relate the following anecdote. Uh, that works. As you know, morbid curiosity makes me monitor your mentions at v Jonas Knox. And you received the following tweet, which we can debate on its merits uh, separately, I suppose. But the tweet was, and I quote, you laugh too much at stuff that's not funny, yeah. unquote. Now, now we can, we can separate that for a moment. But here's what I... Don't really understand. That tweet was sent 34 minutes before your show started. So did this person listen to you, get in a time machine, go back 34 minutes before your show, and then tweet that out perhaps as a warning to the rest of civilization?
2: You know, I, I think that uh sometimes I'll get these messages. And well, first of all, I've gotten messages about stuff that I never did on a show. So yep, people me like too. Have me their, too. And I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, you're tweeting the wrong person. I am like, outraged. Like, yeah, like, like, go, 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 do what you need to do, and and do your research, and find somebody else to tweet that actually is responsible for whatever you're what angry mean, about. Bro? But like, I I see some of the stuff that's sent over, and I'm just assuming that maybe they're listening to the podcast and they're a little bit behind. Oh. Which which if. Look, if you're listening to a podcast a day later and you've gone out of your way to listen to the podcast, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe listen in real time. So if there's something that you are unhappy with about the show... It can be corrected on the air or not because uh, this person may be, and again, I'm not trying to make a reckless accusation here, but maybe this person's just, you know, a loser. (laughs) There is that possibility (laughs) as well, too. I'm just saying there are are options to figuring this whole thing out, and that might be a solution to the whole situation. That's the
5: kind of nuanced, sophisticated analysis that I was hoping for because before I got your analysis, I was all into the time travel scenario. So I appreciate you opening my eyes to other possibilities because... can I ask Wait, you a question what, real what quick? What do you mean? You right. never have to say, can I ask you a question I, I when know, it's but,
2: your show? I know, but listen, you and I both know this industry is filled with egomaniacs and blowhards. And if you step on their toes, uh, they get outraged because it's their show. I just, I, I can't stand outraged. that. Um, and by the way, if you think I'm lying, go to a Super Bowl ma- uh, radio <laughs> row one time. Yes. Uh, you, you go to Radio Row at the Super Bowl and, and just feast your eyes on some of the egomaniacs. It's like, dude. You're, you're you you talking to a microphone about sports that you don't play for a living. Stop. All right. Just just calm down. But if you could go back in time to any era, any decade, what would it be? If Speaking of time travel, any era and decade, what would it be for
5: sports? The 80s. Yep. The 80s, I would go Lakers, Celtics, at the Forum, Boston
2: Garden. I'm I'm talking about in general. In general? Any any decade, what would you want to go back to?
5: I wouldn't because I wouldn't have a phone to, like, go on Twitter and stuff. I mean, if I was watching TV and I'd have to change the channel, I'd have to get up and walk 20 feet to the TV
2: and change the channel. Isaac, cell phones have been around for what, like 12, 15 years? Okay. So, so there was. The, you realize there was a world well, well before Sam. I'm not talking about those brick cell phones that people had in their car. <laughs> I'm talking about like the ones that you have in your pocket right now. Like, like there were, there was a time. Where people had pagers, remember pagers? I know, and it was yeah. hell. It was beep. hell. You remember when uh, you used to have to write in a code, so that way somebody didn't waste having to go to make a phone call. If you wanted to message somebody on their on their uh, pager, you would write in some sort of a code, like uh, beep beep, c- come to house or. So, but you, it was like the four upside down, and they, and it was like a, it was like a whole language in itself. There was beep, a beep. world that existed before uh, cell phones. I'm just saying, like if you if you had to go back, you would have been fine. You would have adapted to the situation. If you had to pick a decade, what would it be? If uh, you had to,
5: okay. If I had to, no, I, I, you know what? I would say the '80s. I would say the '80s. Okay. Yes. Okay. How about
2: you? I, I think the '50s. Okay because huh? i just li- i like that vintage look i just feel like diners i feel like uh, you know uh, like chocolate malts uh, a hamburger and fries roller skates uh, as they come out to your window there's just something about like uh, like basically uh, like back to the future yeah. something about that era i'm just a, i'm a big fan of make sure you bring back your gray's sports almanac that, that's a good mm-hmm. point. And there, there's also uh, that. And little known fact, I learned this uh, a while back. The guy who plays Biff yeah. on Back to the Future. Yeah. Hey, I'm
4: talking is, to you, McFly, you yeah. Irish bug.
2: I, I found out. A direct email from him to our producer. I think it was Lee DeLapp who reached out to him. Uh, that he's a fan of the show. No kidding. Yeah, listens to the show. How about that, huh? Thomas F. Wilson? Yeah, that's listens great. To the show. Yeah, we were trying to get him on. He said, "Hey, you know, I, I respectfully uh, decline, but you know, I, I, I listen to Jonas. Uh, love the show. Uh, thanks for reaching out. Totally nice. Super cool guy. So." one of the great villains of all time yeah movies, by the way he, I, mu- he must catch I, <laughs> he must catch the podcast because he sleeps in on saturdays well yeah i mean listen i uh, i just i love i love how he bullies McFly. I just think it's hilarious. I don't
5: know no. I just love, I love how he bullies him. And that cost me 300 bucks. Mc, oh, Mc, Mc, McFly did get the last laugh. Hey, by the way, we got some results. It'll be in the 22, uh, 2022 edition of Gray's Sports Almanac. The Dodgers on Friday night, defeating the Cubs in 10 innings, 4-3. Will Smith, the game-winning RBI single in the bottom of the 10th inning. Seattle's a. Eugenio Suarez, the game-winning three-run home run in the bottom of the 11th for a 5-2 win over the Toronto Blue Jays. Mariners on a season-high six-game winning streak. Manny Machado with three-run home run in the Padres' 6-3 victory over the San Francisco Giants. In the NBA, ESPN reporting, Portland Trailblazer star Damian Lillards agreed to a two-year, $122 million extension through 2027. And as we speak, in the ladies' singles final at Wimbledon, they're in a deciding third set. Anz Jabor of Tunisia and Elena Ribakina of Kazakhstan, at one set apiece, and right now rebequina leads jabor three games to one in the
2: third and deciding set jonas back to you thanks isaac by the way uh for you tennis faces out there i don't know what you call them like racket heads uh, what, whatever, what whatever i think you whatever, just coi- i think you just coined the new, sp- new phrase good job all right yeah all right so so you racket heads out there here's uh here's just some facts for you badminton's greater than tennis Sorry. To play? Ah! Wait. To play or to watch? Uh, I mean, probably both. I've never watched a badminton game, but I would be—you know—I would be more interested in that than a tennis match.
5: That's a hot take. Hold yeah. on to your socks and shuttlecocks. Hey. <laughs> Eyes above the
2: belt. What? Magic. I'm breaking down badminton. Get your mind out of the gutter. Listen, for those of you out there like, oh, my God, can you say that on the air? That is actually what you call the little birdie they hit in badminton. It's called a shuttlecock. By the way, one of the great nicknames ever handed out here in the history of sports radio, Ben Maller, called uh, Eddie Garcia the shuttlecock of sports talk. So get your mind out of the gutter. Thank you. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. We are going to have a, uh, another edition of Do You Care coming up uh, in about uh, ten minutes from now here on FSR. Let me just say this: if you've been, uh, if, if you want to see the tale of two organizations, just watch the Cubs Dodgers game from last night, Thursday night, later on tonight, tomorrow during the day. It's a tale of two organizations. It wasn't that long ago that the Chicago Cubs were celebrating going to a World Series in front of the Dodgers at Wrigley Field, celebrating. And then the very next year, we're in the NLCS again against those same Dodgers. But here's the difference. The Dodgers have stayed at the same level. Competitive, good, aggressive in free agency, aggressive at the trade deadline. They've stayed... At that same level, the Cubs have crapped themselves for five or six years in a row and have basically said, hey, you know, all those guys who got us our first World Series uh, in over a 100 years, you know, all those guys who gave us our first successful championship team in over a century, you know how we're going to reward everybody here? We're going to first fire the manager who did it, and then we're going to. Trade everybody who got us that title. That's what we're gonna do. Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, you name it. Lester, Arietta, like go go down the list. Like this is this is how funny the trajectory and the paths that the Dodgers and Cubs have taken. This how this is how different it is. The members of the Cubs team that are still on the team that were there when they won a World Series in 2016, when they celebrated in front of these Dodgers who they figured out a way to to gag a nether lead away from uh, to last night at Dodger Stadium. These are the remaining members that were on that team. Wilson Contreras, who they're probably gonna trade. Kyle Hendricks, who they're probably gonna trade. And David Ross, who was a player and is now the manager of the Cubs. And I'm watching these two organizations, and I'm thinking to myself, Jesus, the, 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 right, right there is why certain organizations have sustained success for a long time, and others are a blip on the map. They have this they're, – they're, they're a comet, not a star – They don't stay up there for a while. They shine really, really bright, and then they disappear. Just a flash, really bright flash, and then they're gone. That's the Cubs. And you're watching the talent discrepancy. You're watching the way they've handled the organization. Everything. So if you want to see the right way to do it and the opposite way to do it because who knows maybe some of these prospects they've traded for are going to turn out to be something just watch the dodgers and cubs you could not have a more different approach to success than those two organizations have had, and it's playing out on the field in front of your very eyes. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. All right, coming up next, uh, it is another edition of Do You Care. It's an opportunity to make fun of some of the hot topics in the world of sports over the last week. We will get into that for you right here on FSR. Hey, I'm talking to you, McFly, you Irish bug. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up top of next hour, the NFL, as you know it, is going to change. We'll figure out whether or not it's a big deal or not. Uh, By the way, is this the uh, song that uh, they played in Pee Wee Herman's? Was it Pee Wee's Big Adventure where he's standing on the bar top? Yes, and uh, uh, the sandlot. Tequila by the champs. Man, the sandlot stinks. What a bad you movie. You go to hell. That's one of those movies you get older and you watch it and you go, I can't believe my, my parents subjected me to this garbage, this feel-good, crummy story. That's where, an
0: all-time great movie, oh, Jonas.
2: Oh, it's a, it's a Babe Ruth ball. blah, blah. blah. Look at that. A, a dog spit out a Babe Ruth ball. And, and don't sell me that Benny the what is it Benny the airplane shut uh, up uh, Dominguez or whatever his name is Benny don't, the Jet Rodriguez yeah whatever same thing don't 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 sell me that that guy made uh you know made the Dodgers uh, lineup you're a horrible person Jonas what a bunch of crap that guy didn't make the lineup with his with his lack of speed and inability to hit with runners in scoring position you're telling me uh, uh, Benny the airplane Dominguez made the Dodgers roster I don't buy it call shenanigans bunch of BS shut up time somebody told the truth about that crummy movie here on the show speaking of peewee herman killing me smalls it, i'm just saying speaking of peewee herman interesting behavior outside movie theaters from what i hear look that one up oh come on that was in a movie theater that was like 35 years ago well listen now uh, look it up he's like 70 now right. looks amazing paul rubens L- uh-huh. L- uh-huh. look it up look it up by the way welcome in uh the uh Wee hermit defense league that is iowa sam uh joining the program so uh, good to have uh peewee's defense league here ha! Uh, great to, great to have him uh, all right uh right now it is time for something we do on the show every single week All this <laughs>
4: There are so many stories in the world of sports, and most of them are a complete waste of time. TMZ reports. Let's get kinky. Here's some of the big stories from the last week. But Jonas, the real question is, do you care?
2: And in for Ryan Bershinger, who has been suspended until further notice because of conduct detrimental off the air. It is Bo Benson. Bo, what the hell's going on? Thank God, man.
6: His reign of terror must end.
2: Listen, I, I want I want to be clear on this because I said it a couple of weeks ago, and I want to make sure we save this. I hate Ryan Bershinger.
6: Right there with you. Right there. I'm I'm also concerned. Did you hear that Sam said uh, Paul Rubens was in the theater? As if that makes it better. I know. I know. That's, That's yeah. That makes guys a
2: terrorist. <laughs> Honey, I'm going to get a popcorn and some juicy fruits. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was not a
6: normal movie What's theater. He doing?
2: What's he doing over there?
6: Oh, yeah. All right. So, uh, <laughs> d- this guy's a terrorist. Chet uh, Chet Holmgren played uh, pretty well in the summer league this week. Uh, and do you care about that at all? Uh, no, I don't. I, I
2: just this Formula this whole thing. This. Uh, like like we're talking summer league. Like what, what are we doing here? Like like Chet Holmgren. All uh, did you see him dominate? He had six blocks in his summer league debut. I dude. It's a summer league. What are we talking? Like the next game, he was getting bullied uh, down on the block. But I don't even know who the guy was that was bullying him down on the block. I mean, if you wanted to know what month it is in sports talk radio, people are breaking down Chet Holmgren's summer league
6: appearance. Next, Uh, Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera have been added to the uh, All Star game as legacy selections. Do you care? No, I don't. Uh,
2: don't listen Bo you're you're uh, you're the baseball guy here uh is do they still do it where every team has to have a representative in the all-star game I, is that still
6: done I'm not sure I don't think so okay. but maybe maybe well if it's
2: not the case let's delete this next statement from the podcast but if it is the case let's keep this um once I figured that out as a kid, I was out on the All Star Game. I mean, like oh, everybody's got to be represented. Why some of these stink bomb teams need a, need a player on there so you can make their fan base feel good? Get out of my face! Next,
6: Vaughn Miller said he would have taken less money to sign with the Dallas Cowboys. Do you care? No. Well, that's, that's like I
2: don't me saying, care. Uh, that's like me saying uh, I, I would have become a, uh, a meteorologist. Uh, you know, if
6: if I hadn't been struck by lightning when I was four months old. Come on, next. The Bachelorette returns on Monday with two Bachelorettes dating uh, everybody at the same time. Do you care? <laughs> Actually,
2: kind of. Look at that. Getting aggressive I on love the Bachelorette. It. That's how it's done. Oh, man. So uh, football, as you know it, is going to change quite a bit. We will get into that coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are making us a part of your Saturday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We'll take you all the way up through the end of the hour noon Eastern time 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, It's been a a wild show thus far. We have got reviews pouring in on some of the content that we have discussed here uh, on FSR. So we'll be getting to that here uh, in just a, a couple of moments from now. I do want to mention this though so football as you know it uh could be changing and uh this this should show you the gravity of the nfl years ago when you wanted to watch your team play and it was an out-of-market team like if you if you lived in a certain part of the country but your favorite team was somewhere else there was really one option you had like you had to go find a sports bar or a restaurant And that's how you could watch your favorite team. Like, not a lot of people had Sunday Ticket. Nowadays, you know, I mean, like, you almost have to have it. Like, you talk to some, like, bar owners, like people who own sports bars, and they'll tell you. Like, it's gotten to the point to where DirecTV could just jack up the price as much as they want. Because the price you and I pay for Sunday Ticket is different than what they do. They pay by capacity. And when DirecTV comes to your establishment, they look at how many TVs you got and they look at how many people are inside this establishment. Now, there are certain places around the country uh, that do like to, uh, you know, cut corners and maybe not do things on the up and up. You know, places around the country who might illegally have a TV that's hooked up to a direct TV box and they're paying what you would pay at home to air certain sporting events. I can recall living in South Carolina uh, in in Charleston, South Carolina, North Charleston to be exact, uh, in a place that is no longer in business. Uh, I remember going to watch a UFC event and then seeing that there was another event on that was not on DirecTV it was on another cable box so they had two TVs sort of jerry rigged up to where you could uh, you could watch one and the other but they weren't paying the premium prices as a sports bar. They had it hooked up almost like they were a house. So it was like going over to a house party. Like, hey, man, can I watch the uh, the Sixers game? And your buddy's like, oh, come on, man. I got money on the Bucks. And it's like, well, do you have another TV? Ah, just throw it on the laptop. It was like that. So there are places around the country you don't play by the rules. But by and large, if you wanted to watch the NFL back in the day, you had to go find one of those sports bars and and that's that would be your only avenue to be able to get to watch your favorite team play. And, look, if you're like me, you found yourself in some shady places trying to watch football. Like, not even drinking. Just having, a, you know, a glass of water and uh, what they call chips and salsa and going, okay, uh, it's 10 a.m. out here on the West Coast. What do we got? So, like, the NFL... And Sunday Ticket has been a part of our lives for a long time. Well, this came out, um, according to Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL. Um, He was on CNBC on Friday, and he said that Sunday Ticket is going to leave DirecTV after this upcoming season. It's gone. And it is going to go to a streaming service. So it's going to, and CNBC is reported, it could be Disney, it could be Amazon, it could be Apple, whatever the case may be, it's leaving DirecTV, it's going to a streaming service. The thing about the NFL, none of it matters. Like, like, The NFL is so powerful, none of it matters. Like, I love boxing. Huge boxing fan. Ever since boxing left hbo and hbo stopped carrying boxing i'm not as big of a boxing fan because i just love the presentation of it all like them leaving that one platform that i could watch it makes it more difficult for me to follow along and just because I thought HBO's coverage of boxing was so good and so brilliant. And listen, there are other places out there that do a great job showing boxing, but I felt like HBO was part of your... It's, it's, it, 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 it was what you grew up on. When you thought of boxing, you, you thought boxing after dark, you thought Jim Lampley, Larry Merchant... You know, Emmanuel Stewart, uh, Max Kellerman, Roy Jones. Like, that's what you thought of when you thought about boxing. And looks, look, Fox has done great events when it comes to boxing. Showtime, ESPN, DAZN. So, you know, you still watch. You still pay attention. But they left HBO and it kind of took something away from the sport. The NFL could be anywhere and you would go watch it. It doesn't, it, like, it, it, it's the complete opposite. It doesn't matter that it's DirecTV. It, years ago, if I told you, hey, uh, the NFL's leaving DirecTV, you'd probably be like, oh, where are they going? Dish? Like, like what are we going to do? Like, how? the NFL has gotten to a point to where they call the shots. DirecTV is going to take a massive hit because they're losing the NFL. And this has been in the works for quite some time, and as the prices have gone up every single year, people have been looking for what's next, what's going to be another option, and now it's going to be streaming. Like, if I would have told you 10, 12 years ago, while you're sitting in some crummy sports bar, having to watch an NFL game at 10 in the morning, or if you're in Hawaii, 7 a.m. to try and watch your favorite team play— eating bad food because the kitchen's not even fully open, but they got games on. If I were to tell you a decade later, oh, by the way, don't worry about it. Uh, It'll be on the Disney app soon. Like, what? What are you talking about? But that is how much the sport has grown to where however you grew up watching it, it's completely changed. And the NFL calls the shots now. So... No longer DirecTV after this season, no longer Sunday ticket. It's coming to a streaming platform, uh, and then we get to wait to see whether or not it's Amazon, Disney, Apple, you name it. Uh, but football, as you know uh, as you know, it, is going to change after this upcoming season. So if you are fed up with paying these prices, uh, good news and bad news, maybe you won't pay as much, but you're still going to have to pay probably a grip to try and get the NFL games next season. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. All right, so. A lot of feedback on the show thus far. Uh, we are an hour plus into the show a lot of a lot of feedback uh, let's first start with the positive stuff here. all right people are are very excited about the performance of everybody involved in this show. Uh, Dan writes in uh, quote "You flaming fairy." Stick to crying like the sensitive snowflake bleep you are about bleep golfers taking soddy money when you're not breaking down about conference changes and boring-ass college football. F-boy. He said that? First of all, have you seen the private jet that those live golfers are taking to go to events? It looks like a casino. So good for them. Brian writes in: "Your useless, never-been interfering in any second of life bleep ass makes even unwatchable garbage sandlot seem watchable." So wow. Not the most uh, smooth uh, of uh, of insults uh, via Twitter from uh, from Brian, who's a big fan of the show. Also, some people are are commenting on uh, Iowa Sam uh, defending with all his might uh, the great Pee Wee Herman and his behavior outside of movie theater. So, congratulations, Sam, you've reached it. This is the pinnacle of sports talk radio. You're associated as the guy defending Pee Wee Herman.
4: Settle down just a little bit. Reached what exactly? Oh, yeah,
2: just yeah. the the pinnacle. The pinnacle, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, just one. Want, just wanting you to be aware of that. Guys made an incredible impact on pop culture. Sure, he has. Know what I mean? Incredible impact on uh, pocket culture too. Pocket billiards. Yeah. Uh, there's also. Uh... <laughs> Uh, people, and by the way, listen, for those of you that are upset that I made fun of The Sandlot, I don't know what to tell you. It's just, it's not a great movie. Uh, it's, uh, it's just, uh, it's not my thing. It's one of those things. Listen, it's one of those things you watch when you're a kid and then you get older and you're like, why did I watch this? It's like Fun Dip. You ever had Fun Dip when you were a kid? It seemed like the greatest idea in the world. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a bag of candy sand and it's a stick of sugar, and you lick the stick, and you put it in the bag of candy sand, and it's got, like, different flavors. You can, like, wrap it around your waist like a tool belt. Yummy! And, uh, and it seems like the greatest idea in the world. And then you have it when you're older, and your body shuts down. And you're thinking to yourself, I paid $1.25 for this from the ice cream man when I was Barbers. a kid. What the hell's wrong with me? Garbage. I'm just trying to shed some light on the sandlot for you. So you can get me pissed off about it all you want. I don't know what to tell you. These are these are just facts that we're spitting here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas, and by the way, for some of you people that are really upset, uh, get a sense of humor. I don't know what to tell you. Like, like, get a sense of humor. I'm I'm seeing all the negative. <laughs> like, oh, just uh, be being too negative. Come on, man. Trying to have a little bit of fun here on a Saturday, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Uh, you can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. If you're a big fan of the show, uh, you can respond on Twitter. If you're not a fan of the show, respond there as well too. You don't even have to follow along. Just say what you got to say. Let her rip. Uh, coming up next, though, uh, if you want to talk about who has had the worst offseason in the NFL, a lot of people think it's easy. It's the Cleveland Browns. There is a team that's giving them competition. They are giving them serious competition, a serious threat to the crown of worst offseason in the NFL. I'll tell you who that is coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more.
2: I'll be honest with you. We we say uh, (laughs) there's a lot of stuff that gets said on this show every single week. I, I don't know that there's been as much pushback or vitriol via social media than, uh, than some of the comments that were made uh, earlier in this show. I, I had no idea people were this uh, worked up about this. Uh, you know, we will get into that uh, conversation here momentarily. I do want to let you know in about 10 minutes from now, uh, we are also going to have a discussion about some irony. There is some irony in the NFL uh, about a quarterback situation. Uh, we will have that for you here uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Um, listen, I, I made a uh, a comment earlier. And, um, you know, I, I upon further review, uh, I would like to, as a man, um, as an adult, as a grown up, um, not apologize at all for my opinion on the sandlot. Not a fan of the movie, uh, cool movie when you're a kid, you get older and you realize just not great, and people are really, really bothered by it. Uh, Sorry, getting insults, uh. People are. Uh, it's it's like they they're, they act like I, I beat up Santa Claus. Like I'm ruining their childhood. Like I, I didn't beat up Santa Claus. All right, I I, di- I didn't throw the Easter Bunny down a flight of stairs. I'm gonna kill your buddy. Like I all I, I just it was a comment about a movie. I don't know what to tell you. There, listen, there's movies that I like that people think are bad. The movie Used Cars. You ever seen the movie Used Cars? One of the great comedies of all time. There is nobody listening to this right now that has ever seen the movie Used Cars. I can assure you. If you have seen it, you'd understand one of the great comedies of all time. But I've shown it to friends before, and they don't get it. Why do you think that's funny? Like, wh- wh- why, why, why do you think this scene is funny? I don't know. It's what I grew up on. Probably shouldn't have been watching it as a kid. Maybe it shaped my childhood more than I, than I realized. Changed my trajectory more than I realized. But that's a movie I like. Some people don't like it. Some people haven't even seen it. These are just opinions. You know? Having some fun. Busting balls here on a Saturday morning. Should be allowed to do that here on FSR. That's why you come here. Ah, uh, but people are very upset about it, so I don't know what to tell you. Uh, all right, uh, you can uh, continue on uh, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. I am outraged. Um, so uh, I, I did think uh, I, I do think the Cleveland Browns have a contender. All right, there there is uh, some competition. So the Browns, depending on what happens with the Deshaun Watson suspension, depending on how that's going to go, uh, the Cleveland Browns. Have had the worst off season in the NFL. But I think that's fair. And listen, the longer this goes on, the more I'm starting to think that Deshaun Watson's suspension is getting reduced to like eight games, maybe ten at most. Maybe they suspend him for ten, but it gets reduced down to eight. I just I thought the entire season, the full season, but I think the NFL's case that was presented to the judge. Sue L. Robinson was kind of flimsy. And from what Albert Breer was saying this week on Fox Sports Radio, Sue L. Robinson, the judge, was not happy about some of the leaks and reports about the potential punishment and what it was going to be from the NFL side. She's not happy about it. So I think we're going to be getting a decision on that in the upcoming week. I hope, so we can all move on with our lives and have some sort of an answer. There are people out there that have a futures bet on the Cleveland Browns. They bet on the Browns' win total or Super Bowl odds before the year and made the move right after the Deshaun Watson trade. And they're looking around going hey, should I go ahead and count on this not happening? I'd like to make that move now. I'd like to figure out my, my financial plans. Can we figure out whether or not Deshaun Watson's getting suspended for four games, six, eight, ten, twelve, sixteen, nineteen, twenty-five? Whatever the decision is, let's speed this up. I do think we're going to get an answer this week. But the Browns have had a bad offseason. They've had the worst offseason in the NFL. There is a team, though, that is giving them stiff competition I present to you the Chicago Bears. Wow. So they fire Matt Nagy. They get rid of Ryan Pace. They bring in Ryan Poles, and they've had three players that he has signed get arrested this offseason. Most recently, David Moore, a wide receiver who signed a deal with the Chicago Bears this offseason. I don't know what your 4th of July weekend was like, but his wasn't all that interesting. You know, he was found passed out in a Taco Bell drive-thru last Sunday night. (laughs) But don't worry. Listen, probably just a little tired. Oh, (laughs) then, And then uh, they search the car and go, oh, we got edibles. Uh, we smell marijuana, and there's three handguns. Okay, you had another uh, b- a player uh, speeding. I think it was uh, Byron Pringle who was speeding. He had a-, a small child in the car while he was doing like donuts. He was like street racing. I mean, it is it has been an awful off season for the Chicago Bears, and that's just from the legal standpoint. And then you go to the football side of things. You know, what's the future going to look like? Justin Fields is screwed. Like, let, let's be clear here. That was a guy they traded up for. Gave up first round picks for. Because they were so high on him. Now they've got him. And they have surrounded him with nobody. They, they've they got... The most inexpensive offense in the NFL, Warren Sharp, who does a phenomenal job breaking down the NFL analytics, putting numbers together, crunching the numbers. He sent out a tweet a few days ago, most expensive and least expensive offenses. The Bears are 32 out of 32 teams. They've gutted the entire roster. Well, it's a rebuild. All right, tell that to Justin Fields it it's a rebuild and he's got nothing around him now they've added some players in the draft they do have uh you know uh, 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 some you know receivers there that they feel strongly about they you know uh, uh, darnell mooney they think is going to be a, a potential a, a stud at receiver he had a pretty good year last year like they they've, they've try, they, they're trying to sell you all, but you're looking at this team and this roster and you're like this doesn't make sense How's he supposed to have success? And by the way, if Justin Fields struggles this year, are we sure if the Bears are bad enough, they're not going to take a swing at a quarterback in the top of the draft next year with all the studs that are coming out? Like, like, like We're sure that the, uh, that the Bears wouldn't be in the market for a quarterback next year? You think they're just going to all of a sudden say, listen, two years in, both struggling seasons, don't worry about it, we're sticking by our guy. This regime didn't draft him. So Justin Fields is looking around going, we've got the cheapest offense, literally the cheapest offense of the league. It's year two. It's a brand new regime, brand new coaching staff. They didn't draft me. They didn't trade up to draft me. But don't worry about it. The new guys here have signed a bunch of players that have been arrested. One guy in particular, a guy I'm supposed to be throwing footballs to. Was passed out ordering a Mexican pizza and a gordita at eleven thirty at night on a Sunday before Fourth of July. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, here, but don't worry about it. Uh, they're talking about putting a dome over Soldier Field. You know, because that'll make the Bears uh, to want to stay in downtown Chicago. Yay! Smallest venue, outdated stadium. A stadium that they tried to renovate 20 years ago, and it's been a punchline for two decades because it looks like a spaceship landed inside the old Soldier Field. Not an exaggeration. If you drive by Soldier Field coming in from the airport, look over, and you'll think you're on, uh, like, it, uh, in, what was it, War of the Worlds, Fire in the Sky? Pick a UFO movie, look to your right as you're driving in from the airport, whether it's O'Hare or Midway. And you'll swear to God, Tom Cruise is being dropped out of a pod in downtown Chicago. It, the, the the entire organization is in flux, and yet they keep trying to sell you. Dad, don't worry about it. It's a rebuild. Ah, not Hey, listen, they've got this new venue in Arlington Heights that they're going. You know, they they've torn down the racetrack. They're going to put the team there. Like it has been an awful start for the new regime. It's been terrible. But don't worry about it. They got the quarterback of the future. Yeah, with nothing around him. It's great for his career. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox at the Jonas Knox. Uh, uh, Coming up, we are going to get to some irony in the NFL when it comes to the quarterback position for one team. We'll have that for you next year. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Sir Isaac Loencron. We have a... uh...
5: Jonas Knox, cinema update coming yeah, up, big time.
2: Is that okay with you? I mean, listen, when you talk uh, movie knowledge, you uh, you come here. Okay. No, no, nobody knows more about movies than me. I, by the way, uh, last movie I saw in the theater, I think was the uh, most recent uh, Halloween. The uh, Michael Myers movie, oh. I think, was it Jamie Lee Curtis was in that movie? I think it, was uh, like a, R- it was
5: a remake of the original Halloween, you're saying?
2: Yeah, but okay. they do like a different one every Halloween. I think I went with my sister, oh. um, and uh, I realized, yeah, this wasn't very good. But it was, you know, it was the Halloween yeah. season, so it was like, ah, you know, it's kind of spooky. You know, you're sitting in the theater, and uh, you're getting scared because the guy pulls out a knife, uh, you know, the, the, the size of a... Uh, you know, a wiffle ball bat. He uh-huh. starts going to work on The Neighbors, and it's like, oh, man, this is uh, this is something. But that's the last movie I saw in the theater. So when it comes to cinema knowledge, when it comes to movie knowledge, nobody better than this show.
5: You I know, if it's you. a knife the size of a wiffle ball bat, I, I actually think that wouldn't be too dangerous. I mean, you're-, you're not exactly talking about a samurai sword. If it's like a wiffle ball bat, it's going to be a little floppy, unwieldy inaccurate. So, you know, if Michael Myers or whoever that is came after me with a knife that resembled a wiffle ball bat, I I think I'd like my chances. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Unfortunately,
2: uh, it'll get the job done either way. So, I mean, really?
5: Well, if it's a movie, I mean.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, like, uh, it's hey. like, what do you want? Do you, do you prefer a chainsaw or a butcher knife?
5: I mean, hey. I don't know. <laughs> they, they they both do the trick. As long as the check clears and I get residuals, you can do yeah, whatever you want. all that uh, matters. On set. From uh, wiffle ball to Major League Baseball. On Friday night, the Los Angeles Dodgers defeated the Chicago Cubs in 10 innings, 4-3. to Will Smith, the game-winning RBI single in the bottom of the 10th inning. I believe we actually have audio of the game-winning RBI single by Will Smith. Your
4: home. Smell you later.
5: And there it is right there. Meanwhile, in Seattle, a. Eugenio Suarez, the game-winning three-run home run in the bottom of the 11th inning for a 5-2 victory over the Toronto Blue Jays. Mariners on a season-high six-game winning streak. The Padres' Manny Machado with three-run home run in their 6-3 victory over the Giants' Blake Snell struck out 11 for his first victory of the season. In the NBA, ESPN reporting that Portland Trailblazer star Damian Lillards agreed to a two-year, $122 million extension through the 2026-27 season. The ladies' singles final at Wimbledon today came down to a deciding third set between Elena Rybakina of Kazakhstan and Anz Jabor of Tunisia. Here's how it ended, courtesy of Rich Connolly on Wimbledon Radio. Ribakina kicks it to the backhand of Shabur, who's missed with the backhand!
4: Elena Ribakina! her second appearance at the championships, and she's won
1: the
2: ladies' singles. And now hey, to wrap up. Yes, go ahead, John. By on, the way, you know, you know how excited that guy is <laughs> well, that that match is over? He's My God, can I, can I go get a drink? <laughs> hey, if somebody get me to a pub and order me a Boddington's and a Fish and Chips. I'm tired of watching this. Can somebody put badminton on? That's what he's thinking. Jamie and b
5: and a Corona. Actually,
2: double absolute martini. So by the way, that was Isaac at the Blue Dog two weeks ago. <laughs> By the <laughs> way, that's very, very accurate. By the way, that is that is a joke that ten people listening got because uh, they've seen what's next to the Fox but, Sports Radio studios. But you know
5: what? That makes it worthwhile, though. and <laughs> No, it's it's funny you should mention that because. Rybakina won the second set and I'm like okay I'm gonna record the second set winning highlight Wimbledon singles final going to a deciding third set and this guy's highlight was even he sounded even more bored than that and I'm like I want to play this but I can't it's too boring why not come on it's gone forever. Oh, yeah. Perhaps. Okay, so here is the Jonas Knox cinema update. Jonas sending me down the rabbit hole like he typically does, mentioning a movie that I'd never heard of called Used Cars. Oh man. And a it a turns top five out
2: all-time movie for me.
5: It turns out I discovered a scene that I'm going to play for you right now, just for you, Jonas, to cover up my actual real-life distaste for you. But this is a scene where Kurt Russell has a car dealership, a used car dealership. A guy across the street is about to buy a car from a competing car dealership across like a six-lane road. Kurt Russell takes a fishing pole, attaches a $10 bill to it, cast the line across the street and gets the guy to chase the $10 bill as he literally reels in his customer across the street with that $10 bill. I'm going to play it for you, Jonas, right now. This is from Used Cars, starring Kurt Russell in 1980.
4: It's up to you. It's your decision. One who hesitates is lost. Hey, where you going, pal? I'm back here! Hi there. How you doing? <laughs> Jesus. Say, this your
5: ten dollars? You know, I saw it floating underneath the car. and picked it up. <laughs> there you are, Mister uh, What's your name? Stanley Dwolesky. Hey, I like that white Stan. Great shoes. Love them. So, Jonas, <laughs> I might, so good. I might disagree with other of your movie choices, but uh, so far, I love what I've
2: seen in used cars. Back to you. I'm, I'm telling. And by the way, there are people uh, that have seen, and this shocks me because I-, I feel like I'm in the minority when it comes to that movie. I grew up on that. We shouldn't have been allowed to watch it as kids, but I had really older brothers who would put it on, and it was so good. There's, there's a scene where people are protesting their antics, and and, and uh, they're standing out in front of the car lot, and one of the guys has to take a hose to some nuns who are protesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Uh, oh, man. Uh, hopefully my wife didn't hear that. Uh, well, uh, let's go live to our I Have a Thought and a movie from 1980 Insider, Iowa Sam for the latest, Sam. I was just thinking about how young Kurt
6: Russell sounds. He must have been like 25 when he made that movie. Uh, it just sounds like a little a little guy, a young I guy.
2: Don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, it, I
6: think the, he's in his late 60s now, maybe early 70s. Uh, by the way, Kurt Russell.
2: He was 29 years old. Wow, okay. Oh, oh no, man. No, Not far off. By the Kurt Russell, uh, the pride and joy of Thousand Oaks, California, where I reside. Oh, geez. We, Kurt Russell You're is the saying. man. He's been in so many movies I love. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Kurt Russell uh, went to my uh, elementary school, oh, went to my geez. junior high, and right. went to my high school. I'm just saying, man. Has,
6: has Have you guys looked up the production staff for used cars? No. Robert
2: Zemeckis,
5: right? Robert
6: Zemeckis is the director, and it was executive produced by Steven Spielberg and John Milius.
2: Wow. Was it really? Wow. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. See, I told you I know what I'm talking about. I had no idea they were in that movie. I just thought it was a uh, a B-level comedy that I thought was funny and nobody else did. But listen, people are uh, chiming in. They think it's great. So that's awesome, man. I I encourage everybody, uh, do yourself a favor. Uh, And uh, by the way, if you are easily offended, probably not the movie for you. I'll just say that. Maybe wait till the kids are in bed. You know, maybe wait till certain people aren't in the room. If you are an easily offended person, uh, and if you are, you're probably not listening to this show. But if you are an easily offended person, not the thing for you. I'll just say that. Uh, all right. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. By the way, we are going to have the scraps, uh, things in the world of sports we have not had a chance to get to and beyond. That's coming up here in about 10 minutes from now. I do think uh, there is some irony to the uh, Carolina Panthers quarterback situation. If we're just going to be honest about where they stand at quarterback. You basically have two players from the same draft who were taken in the top three at quarterback who are competing to save their careers. So just think about this. Whoever loses the starting job, Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold, their career is probably over. Meaning their career as a starting quarterback is probably over. Because the book's already been written. Sam Darnold, because he's not as loud or as boisterous or as controversial uh, or as talkative or as noisy as Baker Mayfield, he got another chance with Carolina because... People think he's a good teammate, and he's a good dude, and you you don't have a lot of the drama that you normally deal with when it comes to Baker Mayfield and the talking and everything that comes along with Baker. You don't have to deal with that. So Sam Darnold got an opportunity to be a starting quarterback in Carolina when he hasn't had half the career Baker Mayfield has. And if we're going to be honest about Sam Darnold, and there's a lot of Sam Darnold ball washers uh, who who thought he was the next big thing coming out of USC – I mean, guys like Mitch Trubisky have had way better careers than Sam Darnold. Yet the criticism isn't equal to either one. Trubisky, the Steelers signed Trubisky, and it's like, oh, my God, that's the answer after Ben Roethlisberger? Carolina trades for Sam Darnold. It's like, well, thank God he's got a new scene. He's got some fresh scenery around him. He's got a fresh start. Good for Sam Darnold. He deserves it. It's weird. It's weird how we make those these, those conversations and those discussions happen like that. It's weird how that works. But whoever loses a starting job in Carolina, their career's over. Because Baker Mayfield's probably not going to get... He's probably not going to get another chance to be a legitimate starting quarterback after this. Because the noise... As I mentioned, all the the talking, uh, you know, if if he's pissed off, he'll let it be known. He'll have a back and forth with the media. Uh, He'll uh, he'll, he'll take people out on social media from time to time. And so there's a lot of people who don't like Baker Mayfield. So the book is going to be written on one of these guys. And it's just the irony in thinking when you go back to that draft class, the first two quarterbacks taken in less than four years – two of the first three picks from that draft are going to be competing for the same job with the same team trying to save their careers and it just goes to show you the short life in the nfl it is a real thing and when you're a quarterback people write the book on you now a lot of times they don't want to talk about the organization and your surroundings and things like that but those are both guys who ended up in bad spots who now have ended up in another spot with a head coach who's on the hot seat despite what his owner says – and two guys that could be looking at the end of their career if they lose out on a starting job. I think that training camp battle in Carolina for quarterback is one of the most interesting storylines coming up in training camp in the NFL. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Uh, coming up next, we are going to have the scraps, things in the world of sports and beyond we have not had a chance to get to as we put a bow on this bad boy right here on FSR.
1: betmgm and game sense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices please gamble responsibly betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager washington dc only please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER
3: i'm dr sanjay gupta cnn's chief medical correspondent and this is chasing life Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford.
0: Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We
3: have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app.
2: Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. You can listen to this show as always on the iHeartRadio app. If you missed any of this show, it's been a doozy. You can check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com after we go off the air. I will tweet out a link to that uh, coming up uh, later on as soon as it's posted at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Uh, stick around a little over ten minutes from now. It's another edition of Up on Game with the guys. Uh, always a fun listen. Um, I do have a, uh, a favorite uh, insult now. Uh, some guy absolutely uh, disintegrated me on Twitter, uh, called me a uh, – <laughs> this is great. Uh, well, he said I'm, I'm, I'm no better than a Radio Row B-list guy. Hey, as long as you're on Radio Row, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's like living in a gated community. Your neighbor might make $10,000 a year more than you. You're still behind the gates. You punch in the same code. So, as long as you have access to Radio Row, who cares if you're B, C, D level? Who gives a rip? Uh, he also said Isaac is only a slight upgrade in his role for this crap. So, how's that feel, Isaac?
5: I literally screenshotted that and texted it to my wife and I told her, "Quote, I take that as a great compliment." Unquote. But how about you get a catching a stray here? That wasn't a stray,
2: that was a compliment. Uh, this, he, this is one of my favorite uh, insults I've gotten. He called me a self-absorbed blowbag. <laughs>
6: hey, I
2: know hey. I hey. Know what that means? You're not a blowbag. That's great. It's great. I think he, I think he tried to com- combine blowhard and douchebag, and he said, you know what? Blowbag sounds better. I'm into it. I'll, I'll go with blowbag. You only get 280 characters. Got to make <laughs> them count. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to steal that. That's great. Good for him. Uh, all right. Uh, right now, it is time for something we do on the show to close up shop every single week, and it's called this.
4: Jonas. You moron. How could you not get to these stories? You moron. These... Oh,
2: Are the scraps? And again, uh, in for the suspended indefinitely Ryan Bershinger. It is Bo Benson bringing some class and dignity to the role of executive producer. Bo, what's happening? Uh,
6: Not much. That's right. Uh, If I could just grandstand for a second. Uh, You were just talking about Baker Mayfield in Carolina and who should win the starting job. Um, yeah. NFL Network tweeted out a graphic with the question, oh, who's going to start in Carolina? Uh, and comparing Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold's career so far, uh, Mayfield is better than Darnold in every category they listed, especially in the touchdowns where he's thrown 38 more touchdowns than Sam Darnold has. So I don't understand why this is even a question.
2: It, it's it, the whole thing. Like, it's just it, because Sam Darnold's a nice guy. It, that, that's exactly what this is, yeah. is. If you're nice, you are going to get a free pass. I've never understood if you and I said this a few minutes ago if you were to listen to people talk about Mitch Trubisky after his time in Chicago and Sam Darnold after his time with the Jets and their new teams Sam Darnold going to Carolina was like man finally get him away from all that I mean Mitch Trubisky has done so much more in his career. Yet the narrative on Mitch Trubisky is oh my god the Steelers are going with him like a Mitch Tr- it's just, like it's great as long as you're a nice guy. Yeah, it, Like uh... it's just it's, it's the whole Sam Darnold coverage has been weird from the start. People lo- they love washing that guy's balls. I, I have no idea why he probably is a nice guy, but he has gotten so many free passes that some players never get. It's
6: speaking crazy. Of, uh, speaking of nice guys, the uh... The Lakers had their first game in the NBA Summer League last night, and, you know, all the stars came out. Rob Palinka was there, new coach yeah. Garvin Ham, LeBron James, um, Russell Westbrook was there. Uh Westbrook and LeBron sat on complete opposite ends of the court from one another. And uh, every single Laker that was in the building, the the new signees, you know, Talon Horton Tucker, Kendrick Nunn, all those guys, everybody that was there, during halftime, they came up to say hi to LeBron, except for Russell Westbrook, who uh, left the building and did not uh, acknowledge LeBron's existence. And LeBron did not acknowledge his uh, existence either. So,
2: I mean, wasn't it LeBron who wanted Westbrook? Like isn't like he, he like basically he's a de facto GM there.
6: I mean, yeah, he also wanted uh, Ty Lue to be the head coach, and they told him no. So I think it kind of goes both ways. I mean, it just
2: I. But he, here's the thing: like Westbrook's going to end up somewhere, and he's you know obviously as his uh, his skills you know start to diminish the older he gets, he's going to end up somewhere on like a bad team and and be. The best player or second best player on that team, and he'll still be a draw. He's still fun to watch. I still like watching Westbrook. I mean, listen, you know, not a great shooter, uh, makes uh,
6: you know. I think uh, you might be the only person in Los Angeles that still wants to watch Russell Westbrook play basketball.
2: Here, but you know what? You can count on he'll be there. Like that's that, true. Like so, like all the, all the conversations about you know LeBron and Anthony Davis and their bodies breaking down. Man, Westbrook plays as hard as anybody in the league, and by and large, he's there almost every single game. Yeah. So that that's the one thing at least you can count on. And whether or not that's a good thing, yeah, that that's, remains I think to be that's the debate.
6: I do believe. Uh, I think Lakers fans in the buildings were also chanting, "We want Kyrie." So that's just it's all it's almost so much fun. Well, I mean, geez, uh, you know, if you want dependable, uh, go with Kyrie. There you go. Irving. That's right. Um. <laughs> 49ers uh, left tackle Trent Williams became the first offensive lineman to join the uh, Madden 99 club this week what do you think about okay.
2: that oh, now, so he's so no lineman ever has been in the Madden 99 club yes he's
6: club. the first offensive lineman to okay. be a, a 99 Madden I, I saw
2: people were getting uh, upset about it like well what about so and so if he's a 99er why wasn't so and so a 99er it's a video game dude like we're talking about a video game Who gives a rip whose rating is what in Madden? Like, I I haven't played Madden in years. If Trent Williams gets a 99 or a 98, who cares? The fact that people get this worked up about it, you know what? What I would encourage people to do, stick around here on Fox Sports Radio. I dare you. Stick around here on Fox Sports Radio because if you've ever wondered what it's like listening to players that you played with in the game Madden, We'll take a listen next. It's right here on FSR. Jonas,
1: son of a bitch.